Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to No Funkin', Strictly Monkin', the only Monk rewatch podcast that tolerates every single thing in the world except for Funkin'. I don't know if that's true, actually, but I am your host, Jake Christie. Uh, I'm a longtime Monk fan, been watching Monk since I was like nine years old, and I am joined, as always, by a not-so-long-time Monk fan, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm back here again on a Saturday morning. Let's go. Yes, uh, we're here on a Saturday morning to record. You'll be listening to this on a Tuesday, or perhaps any other day of the week. I don't know when you'll be listening to this. You could be listening to this in 2025. Hello. Hope things are better. Anyway, we're here to talk about uh, the eighth episode of the show Monk, Mr. Monk and the Marathon Man. Um, this is one I definitely have seen a lot because it, it it was on rotation in the Monk Marathons, ironically enough, uh, a lot. Uh, Andre, what did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was solid, uh, unspectacular, uh, but it's good. Not bad. Yeah, I was always a big fan of this episode because I like, you know, my favorite conceit of Monk episodes is the, we know, I know who did it, but he couldn't have done it episodes. And I think that, like, the actual mechanics of the murder in this one are fun. Um, uh, I think that a lot of the, uh, it, it feels like there's a lot of filler stuff that, like, when I was rewatching it this time, it's like, Monk definitely would have realized what was happening faster. It, it just needed yeah. to be 42 minutes, you know? Um, yeah. But I think you also do get some good Monk backstory stuff with his running and all that, and, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the only thing I want to get into before we start with this is that, I mean, when you mentioned, like, the device, or, like, the, the way that everything happens, uh, it was genius what he did, I feel. Yes, we'll oh, he's definitely, he I, was, uh, yeah. He was on my list of the smartest murderers in Monk. I think he was like 12 or something like that. Um, only because I think that, like I said, Monk would have realized earlier that he stuck it on um, the bike because, like, it is there the whole time. Um, yeah, but, but I didn't even pay attention to it. It was, like, genius, honestly. Oh, but yes, I think it definitely is genius, especially the fact that um, he knew that because, like, obviously, if it's just, like, any other TV camera or whatever, that's not going to run a realistic time for a marathon. But because right. there was one camera following one famous runner, he knew that it was always going to... That whatever time would be would be about what Tande ran. Yeah. Yes. No. So, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Let's get started in the plot, though. We start off. All we're right. at the San Francisco Marathon. Uh, it has a more specific name, but I don't remember it. Um, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't yeah. get it. Um, and Monk is there because he wants to see uh, Tande. I don't remember his last name, but he's only referred to as Tande the whole time. So uh, Tande, a Nigerian runner that Monk idolized as a child. Um, and he's he wants to get a photo of him. Now, does he end up getting a photo of him? Uh, no, he doesn't. No. And why uh, doesn't he get a photo too- of him? Because he's distracted by this man who's also viewing the race, and he uh, he had like offset the buttons on. He his, missed a button. Uh, cardigan sweater. Yeah, he missed a button. Now I'll tell you this: so, Monk definitely yeah. shouldn't have done what he did. But I don't know how that guy goes in. Pu- I could never go in public with the button like that because it's not like it's a little bit off. Like it is fully protruding from his cardigan. Yeah. No, of course. Uh, again, 
there obviously people react to Monk because he's crazy, but this would bother anybody. It's just it's yes, it just you wouldn't do anything about it. Um, and a note I yes. had in this is I think that Sharona a couple times this episode just like really just needs to take control of the situation. Like just go over and say like, Adrian, stop it. Like I, I what should what, what what should be paid for if? <laughs> No, gonna... for sure. Uh, she, and that's how the show goes, right? One week she's on top of it, the next mm-hmm. week taking a back seat. It's just mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry to get used to that whole idea. Yeah, it's really just whatever the plot needs. But anyway, um, he uh, misses Tande, and then we cut over to a woman uh, who I believe his name was Gwen, uh, painting Correct. her nails, watching uh, the marathon on television. And she's looking for someone, but he's knocking on the TV. He's standing behind her. And this is Trevor uh, McDowell, I think his name is. Uh, who McDowell, yeah. Spoiler alert, is the murderer. You find out because he, uh, like, it cuts to her getting thrown out of her, bal- off her balcony. Which, is, it's, it's the most obvious dummy in the world. I don't even know, I don't know why they shot it like that. Really? Okay, I was actually gonna say that's one of the more like the better dummies I've seen. Oh, really? I guess the thing is, I I saw it differently. I I guess the thing is, um, actually, you know what? I think I'm I'm wrong because I I just remember that they say that she was strangled beforehand. So no, it wouldn't. I was wondering why she wasn't like waving her arms, but then I do remember that she was dead at the time. So you're right. It's not a bad dummy. Um, I actually made that a note. I was gonna say like, wow, that was a really impressive wow. dummy stunt. Wow. House, so. divided. House divided. House <laughs> divided. Um, but, so yeah, they, so that's, and then we go to the theme song, yada, 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 you know, guys, you know how this show works, someone dies, theme song. Um, and we're in the car with, uh, Monk and Sharona, and Sharona's doing the classic, like, Adrian, how could you, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah. they, they end up, st- this time they stumble upon a crime scene. They just happen to be driving by, and they spot Leland Stoudemire's mustache, and they pull over. I just gotta say, I iconic fits from both I swear Stottlemyre God, I, I, and Disher. Disher, Disher's fit is. Um, I looked at that shirt. That shirt, I made a note. This is for only like three people, but my older brother Kevin, I, he wasn't watching with us. But I swear to God, if he was watching, he would have looked up where that shirt is. It is the. I think that that shirt at the time was like a punchline. Now that's like a cool, like ironic oh, hipster yeah, no. shirt. Like that, you, you could see like 10 guys in Bushwick wearing that shirt today. You know what I mean? Like that is. Yeah. 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 No, I was looking at it and I really wanted it. I mean, Disher, the drip King, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, a, and a good thing about this episode is that this is one of the episodes where Stalmeyer's nice to monk, um, which yep. eventually we stop getting the ones where he's mean. I mean, obviously, he gets angry with Monk a lot because Monk does things that weren't people getting angry at him about. But he kind of just like, hey, you want to take a look? Which is like the way that you should talk to the best detective alive. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, like he not only was he like, you know, nice to Monk this time, but also he is starting to think outside the box. He's, mm-hmm. he's starting to think like Monk. I think this is the first time I've noticed him like saying it, but not sarcastically. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I think also what helps in this one is that like, in terms of acting guilty, Trevor McDowell is so obviously guilty um, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's uh, it's and always also, the, yeah. also, he's not a friend of any police person related Correct. at all. Correct. So they, uh, they go up to um, the crime scene in uh, the apartment and 
you know, monk smells chamomile, um, which is important. Oh, wait, but actually outside, there's a, the monk first says it's a murder. Um, because this is before they get, like, the uh, autopsy. And I think that this is a great, great catch, but also something people, I think a lot of people will have noticed, that it clearly wasn't a suicide because she was halfway through painting her toenails. Uh-huh. Yep. No, I was watching with my girlfriend, and she's like, wow. I mean, accurate. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't speak for people who are depressed, but I'm thinking, I was like, man, let me just paint eight of my toes. <laughs> then I want to go off the balcony. Yeah, I could even accept painting one full foot, but not the mm-hmm. other, but you're not going to do half of one foot, uh, like, you exactly. know, one and a half. It just Correct. doesn't make any sense. So yeah, they go up to the, the apartment, and um, they see that uh, there are a lot of bills piling up, and... You know, they smell chamomile, which is important detail. I guess chamomile tea wasn't that popular in 2002. Because, like, I feel like they there's a lot of people make a big deal about it. But it's like, I feel like chamomile tea is, like, a top five popular tea. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And, I mean, what you find out later, the reason for it smelling like chamomile seems a bit flimsy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like... I don't know how much the stench would stay in the apartment, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah. like thing that I do like though is that it's kind of obvious that this is a uh, one of those apartments that's being paid for by uh, the married man that she's having an affair with. Like, you know, yep. it's a classic thing. Um, I I gotta be honest. If you're a married man, you're paying for an apartment for your mistress. Like, come on, that, that, that's just a waste of money. Like, I get that the furniture business is like probably you know good for Trevor, but anyway. Not only that, but his wife is just does not have her finger on the financial health. No, pulse. N- no, all. yeah, because it's not like it's a che- it's not like it's a cheap apartment that you could be like it's a that penthouse you could... or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm not I'm not gonna doubt Gwen just like if she's a good mistress or not, but I don't know if anyone's worth that. But anyway, they look at her phone and there's a 2002 ass clue. In the scene, where how do they find Trevor? <laughs> what do they find? What do they see? Uh, they well, they see that the speed dials are written down on the back, and yes. they see that that it's obviously mom is first. I forgot who's second, but the third entry is blanked out. There's no name on there, so clearly there's some sort of um, you know shenanigans going on with this person. Yes. And uh, so the way that they decide that they're going to try to find out who it is is by doing a thing that I don't even know you can do anymore, uh, but basically star 69-ing, right? Star 69 is what dials back? The uh, no, I, I, star 69 is not what dials back. No, I think I thought they just dialed the speed dial. You just hit three, twice. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they just call it, okay. yeah, they just, they just call it the speed dial. No, but I think the thing, the thing that is very 2002 is just like, I, obviously speed dials do still exist, Technically, I think you still can put speed dial on your phone. I don't know why you would. But just, like, written down on the back of a landline and pen is so... That's true. That's true. Uh, I never had had a phone like that that had, like, to write down... Neither did I. Um, Now, I think it's funny. Clearly, Trevor doesn't have caller ID because... uh, He answers the phone from a dead woman's apartment. Now, no shit. Like, obviously, there's going to be police there. So, like, it's not crazy that someone's calling. Um... Because, uh, like, as they talk about later, he wanted it, the, the people to know that she was murdered, but, um, and it's just like, hello, not like, hello, uh, I, I just saw on the news, you, you were murdered. No. Um, and then we cut straight to, um, 
Wait, I have a question. Okay, are you going to the scene where they go to see him? Yes. The mattress store. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Go, go on, and I'll. Well, jump they in. well they uh, they go to um the furniture store, and he's filming a commercial with his children and his wife, um, which is very cheesy. Uh, where it involves like yeah, boxing and dumb, stupid stuff. Um, now my first thought was this man, even if he didn't actually run a marathon, why on earth would he schedule? A f- commercial f- shoot after running a marathon, like no one, no, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like even if he's a good athlete, like even professional runners don't probably are like, hey, once I'm once this, I'd run this marathon, I'm out of commission for at least two days. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, but also, so when they like start interviewing him, stuff. I mean, this is I, I'm I'm asking this because I have no idea, but he mentions. He mentions, like, just seeing it on the news. Had mm-hmm. they even reported that she was dead already? Uh, they would have, I think, because she... F- okay. Because she, f- you know, fell onto the side. Like, I think it's, it's a very public thing. Um, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I... That didn't really... That, maybe that's a bit too fast, but it didn't really bother me that much. Now, of course, Monk can't okay. help himself from adjusting a lamp in the background of, uh, the shoot. The commercial. Which is another thing where it's like, Monk notices that the lamp's messed up. Sharon's like, don't do anything. And then she takes her eyes off of him. It's like, no shit, he's gonna go try to fix it. Yeah, no, she needs to do better. Sharona, do better. Um, Yes. So yeah, they interview him, and you know, he says that like it's it was over that they stopped. uh, Yeah, he admits to it, which like right away, there's there's no subterfuge there. No, which I think he kind of has to because like you know, uh, he's on her speed dial. Correct. And, excuse me. And, um, he's, but then he's like, sorry, uh, I could have done it. I was running in the marathon. And, um, that's, that, then the, basically the episode is then set up. Like, how was he running in a marathon? Well, also, um, you know, uh, uh, killing a woman. Jeez, I completely lost my train of thought. How was, how was he running a marathon while also killing a woman? Therefore, he couldn't have done it, basically, is the whole... Um, the whole thing. Yeah. No, I, I want to say that there was a similar plot to this in, like, a Law & Order episode. I'm going to keep on referring to Law & Order episodes. That's fine. I'm pretty it's, sure it's 90% of the time I'm going to be right, just because... You're pro- I mean, I, have no, I, I would never question the veracity of your Law & Order recollection. Uh, and then we go... To, there's a bit where, uh, you know, Shrona and Monk are talking, and he basically talks about he was... He ran in high school, which is a surprise to, uh... Sharona. And it's surprised everyone, I think. I don't think I don't really imagine Monk is an athlete. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, I Yeah, so, but also, I mean, this is like a really small thing, but I love seeing Monk in sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen him in sunglasses, and he looks fucking hilarious. Sorry. Yes, he does. Uh, it just is, anything that looks even vaguely cool just does not look right on Monk. Um, no, even the running shoes he gets later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then they go to like the marathon headquarters, um, and then there's a very cringy oh. joke, which. Uh. So basically, what happens is he shakes. Every, he introduces himself to everyone. They all shake his hand, and then the last person he introduces himself to is a black man. And then uh, Shorty gives him a wipe, and everyone takes that to mean that he needs to wash his wipe his hand because the guy's black. Um, this is this happens a lot, Monk. But I just wanted to grab Monk and say. Just say, I'm sorry, I have 
severe germophobia. I uh-huh. um, like I get that you don't want to admit. I get that stigma about mental illness was you know not great in two thousand two or whatever. But it's better than being racist. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, it's 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 one of those uh, TV show like things that piss you off when like someone just can't say what the problem is. Yeah, but. and so they're very mad. They, they, he starts off on the wrong foot with these people. One of the women is just keep being saying things like, the race includes everyone of all different colors, and it's, you know, and that's what makes it beautiful or whatever. So yeah. it's very annoying. Um, but the long and the short of what they learn there is that um, they, they go there because they want to first confirm that he never, um, they, well, they want, to, they want to confirm that he never left the race, right? He did, that he didn't right. uh, Rosie Ruiz it. Um, are you familiar with uh, Rosie Ruiz? Uh, yeah, isn't she some lady who, like, faked her... Is it the New York or the Boston Marathon? Boston. She did the Boston Marathon, but she took the T, uh, which is the Boston uh, subway, uh, basically, uh-huh. to the finish. Um, and, yeah, great stuff. But that's why they have um, the intervals, because they don't want people to do that. Um, right. And, yes, uh... Great, by the way, great uh, story, the Rosie Wee story, if you haven't listened to it. The uh, podcast Hall of Shame did a good episode on it. Anyway, um, so he did every uh, interval and apparently was at a very consistent pace, which when you find out what he did makes sense because he was uh, it was a motorcycle. <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, so it was not, he didn't leave the track at any point, so says his electronic monitor, monitorer, or... Um, that he never turned back in, by the way. Well, yes. Oh, right. He never turned it back in. He forgot to. Whoa. Yeah. stuff. I wonder if that's going to bite him in the ass. It very well might. We'll find out on the next episode of them. Um, so (laughs) we then cut to an interrogation, uh, with Gwen, the victim's ex-husband, who I believe his name is Arthur. Uh, and I love how Stahmeyer and Disher are still in their, uh, their casual clothes, like they didn't turn, change it to a suit before the uh-huh. interrogation. Yep, I love that. My and, favorite and, part of the episode, by far, by far. Oh, I mean, I think, yeah, because Stahlmeier looks like, he looks like a, um, like a street tough in like a teen movie that takes place in London. Like, with the track jacket and like, you know what I mean? Like, you really just, it's, it's a great fit. And then Disher looks like, a retiree who is just getting loaded at a tiki bar and you know yeah. like it's I, I think you could speak to this Florida oh, man I mean I have I, I speaking as someone who has gotten loaded at a tiki bar before um definitely uh there's definitely a definitely a fit that really uh that's that speaks to me anyway um this Arthur guy you know apparently was a creep in a gad restraining order yada 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 not a good guy also not wearing a good fit he was wearing like a sweater over a button-down shirt, which is, like, lame, but... Um, also, also another clearly Canadian person. Yes, very much so. Um, it's yeah. what happens when you film in Canada, is that all of your background a- extras, not a- extras, but, like, you know, side characters are all played by Canadians. Um, thankfully, this episode does shoot quite a bit in San Francisco, uh, because... Yeah, I did, I did see that, yes. Uh, which is nice, because... Like, some cities, you can get away with not really showing a ton of exteriors, but, like, San Francisco has so much iconography that you kind of need to occasionally show a trolley, you know? Um, Yeah. 
Like, it's like basically San Francisco, and I think New Orleans has trolleys, and that's about it. So you got to get those in. Um, anyway, uh, Arthur definitely didn't do it, but there's a great bit, not a great bit, but a fun bit, where Monk, there's a smudge on the two-way glass, because Monk is watching the interrogation. And Monk really takes way too long to realize that the smudge is on the other side of the glass. Um, yeah, yep. But there's a great bit, though, where you see it from the perspective of Arthur and the uh, district Stahlmeier, where you just hear, like, the... Yep. Um, but, yeah. Uh... I mean, we're under no fault. I mean, at this point, like, in the world that we live in, we all know that there's something behind that mm-hmm. that mirror. So, I, I mean, besides the fact that it's annoying, I don't think it really bothered him that somebody was listening in on that, right? No, I don't think that it's. I think that I don't think it bothered me. Someone was listening in. Um, I mean, obviously, the whole thing is. I think everyone knows that there's stuff on the other side. I think it's so much. You know, you want to. It's to protect the people who are watching, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it just was annoying, and uh, I don't know. I I would be annoyed by it. But anyway, uh, Stoudemire talks to Monk, and basically, Stoudemire um, and uh, Monk both are like. He couldn't have done it, but Trevor's our guy. Because clearly this Arthur fella is a schmuck, but he didn't do anything. Um, and so, I, is it either Monk or Stoudemire who comes up with the theory of it, him... Stoudemire. Yeah, Stoudemire. Yeah, exactly. Because Stoudemire is not thinking like Monk, where he says, like, what if he passed the... What if he dropped the tracker in someone else's, like, pocket or something like that? Um, yeah, yeah. Which would have been a uh, good idea. I mean, it, he would have gotten caught quicker in the episode, but, I mean, not a bad idea uh, if you want to kill someone. That was my first thought. That was my first thought. I was like, he definitely passed it to somebody. Or, like, there. I thought for... For whatever reason, my original thought was that the wife, his wife was in on it too. Like she wanted mm. to end it so that maybe that kind of thing. So I thought it was going to go down that path, but it did mm. not. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and so they got to go back to the marathon place. And that one woman is still not having it with Monk. Still mad mm-hmm. at him for being racist. Um, but they find out that his time does not match anyone's. Um, so that's, he did not. Not uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't pass it off to someone else, but he does have a remarkably sim- remarkably similar time to one Tande. Uh, so that means that Monk gets to meet his hero, Tande. And I'm a big fan. Zake Smoke, I think it's pronounced, is the actor who plays him. I think he's like one of the most celebrated African actors ever to live. Uh, I think he's great. He's in like he guest stars in like every TV show in the 2000s. And uh, okay, I was gonna say I don't know who this person is at all. Oh. Really? I recognize him a bunch of different stuff. He also, like, I've, um... I don't know. I forget exactly why I know anything about him. Oh, it's because I in college we watched, like, a... We, uh, when we learned, um... We did, like, a... We read a couple plays about this one, South African playwright. And he was, like, his, like, uh... Muse? I don't want to say muse. Yeah, because that's kind of weird to say about a grown man. But, uh, that he was in all of them and stuff. But anyway, he's great. Um, Tande definitely seemed like an angelic figure that you can imagine why someone would look up to. Um, and, uh, the thing I love about this scene is when Sharona tries to be like, oh, d- does the marathon committee, committee, pay, committee, pay for, the, pay for, the, pay for this? He's like, does humor her bullshit? It's just like, I got a sponsorship, like, screw you, stop trying to ask how I'm affording this. Yeah, 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 which was an interesting, I, it's weird that, uh, well, I guess, hmm, interesting. I thought it was interesting that Sharona automatically thought that he was involved in it. Like, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that, like, 
you know, obviously they came in around the same time, but I don't think there was anything to suggest at that moment before they yeah. get to the apartment why she should be so suspicious with him. Yeah, I think that it might honestly be because, like, um, I, I think this could be completely projecting, but I think it might be because she doesn't get what why Monk idolizes this guy, and I think kind of subcon- on a subconscious level, like, wants it to be involved. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess, um, I guess that's right. I can see that. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I'm basically saying that Schroeder wants Monk Zero to be a mur- uh, murder, a murder conspiracist. But um, no, I don't know. But anyway, uh, basically, Tande says that he di- didn't see Trevor. He doesn't pay attention to the other runners. Yada yada yada. And um, he, they also then notice that Trevor is not in a lot of the, some of the bits of the race um, when they rewatch it back. Right. Uh, but. The scene ends. The important thing about the scene is that um, Monk tells Tande about, uh, you know, how he saw him in '74 and how he was his idol, yada yada yada. But that Monk used to run and he stopped. Um, and you know, he had an incident that soured running for him. But Tande puts puts the the spirit back in Monk and gives him a pair of new running shoes from his sponsorship. And Monk is over the moon. He could not be happier. Yeah. Okay, how... <clears throat> All right. Poking holes with Andre, uh, my latest segment. Do you really mm-hmm. think someone's going to give a 63-year-old man, uh, like a big shoe company is going to give him a sponsorship? Like, that seemed weird uh, as hell I don't me. know. I think it's hard for, it's hard to say because, like, there really is no such thing as, like, a really famous marathon runner. Right. Um, like that... Uh, what's his name? Um... What the, what the, Mo Farah, I think is the only one I can think of. Um, I don't even know if he runs marathons, he's just a distance runner. But anyway, um, so it's hard to say, but I think I could see, I, I don't know, I, you know, actually what compared to, like, Pele, you know, you know, when he was 63, probably still had sponsorships. So, like, okay. I could see that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, or even, like, a golfer, like, uh, you know, Jack Nicklaus still does commercials and stuff. So, yeah, I think that actually, I, be, I would believe that. Um, especially if you're marketing a shoe for distance running, because Tande is like, you're supposed to believe one of the most famous distance runners alive. So like, it's not like, I, and also when you think about how big the deal is, like, I don't think they're giving him LeBron James's billion dollar deal. Like, right. Like lots of, like lots of like mediocre NBA players have shoe deals. So you don't need to be. Paul George. And I mean, I was thinking more like Matthew Delvadova, but sure. Um, (laughs) yeah. Paul George with his Gatorade commercial hitting game-winning shots when he does it in real life. But anyway. Yeah. I am um, uh, very much out on Paul George. Not a fan. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he seems like the most humorless person alive. Anyway. Um, so, you know, he's running around. I actually, because, you know, I write down all the, the scenes just to remind myself what happens. I named the scene on my document just Mr. New Shoes because that's really what he feels like. He feels like he's going to start singing about his new shoes. Yeah. Um, and he's... Run, literally running circles around Sharona. Now, a thing I have to note in this scene, because I was watching this episode with my mother, and she was fixated, and she is right, on whatever shoes Sharona is wearing. She's oh my wearing god, like, yes. Yes, okay, talk about it then. You noticed it too. Uh, okay, I don't know if it's this scene, but she's wearing like really chunky like baby blue shoes at some point. Correct, yes, it is this scene, yes. Okay. She's also wearing like bell bottoms yeah. for some reason. Uh yeah, it is just it is a the opposite of a fit. Like yeah. it is. We live we live in in 
in a world of dualities in in this episode. Exactly. My God. Exactly. Disher got all of his drip. He stole it from Sharona. Um, Ugh, that's just atrocious. Anyway. Yeah, really bad looking shoes. Um, so uh, he then Sharona wants to you know because Monk says he's faster than Sharona and Sharona is like, well, let's race then. And then obviously they don't end up racing because Monk is trying to make a starting line and it's crooked. Um, uh, yeah. So and so in what they're doing, um, they, they go. They're, they're going like recreating. Trail. Yeah. Exactly. They're basically trying to find how he could have left the race, and they find a place where there's a blind spot um, where he could have ran away. And so basically, they're do a, use a stopwatch to see if he could kill her and get back in time. Uh, well, excuse me, not if he could kill her and get back in time. It's just to see if what because they know when he was at that checkpoint, and. They know when Gwen was murdered because she was, you know, thrown off the balcony. Um, so they need to see if he can do it in that time. So they start the stopwatch, um, and he, you know, uh, goes behind a bush to change his clothes, um, which is a great bit where Monk asks Serona to turn uh-huh. around and he's miming change clothes. Yeah, but he's not even actually removing anything. I, I laughed. That was funny. And but in that bit, what, where they where they think he changed his clothes? What is there? Oh, it, there's an outgrowth of chamomile. Just, I mean, you know, I'm him. I'm learning things every day. I did not know that chamomile just grew in the wild like that. I, I, I didn't I know that. No either. idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I yeah. I, if there's a, one a temp job I had. Um, one of the things I had to do was like they were moving offices within the same building, and so I had to like move a lot of like the, the smaller stuff because they the movers weren't gonna like move like tea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a ton of tea, uh, and chamomile tea. Like I said, it's weird. It stuck out to me that it, they talk about it so much because it's like chamomile was I think it was like regular tea, uh, green tea, and then chamomile were like the big three. There was a lot of chamomile tea, or maybe that just means no one at the office liked chamomile tea. But anyway. Um, also, they like Shorna also thinks that it might be Tande because he drinks chamomile tea, which is like that can't be enough. Right? Um, yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh you know running um to try to recreate Trevor's run, and they um he, they realize he couldn't have parked he couldn't have driven on the road to her apartment because the ro- whole street was closed down. So they end up having to take the trolley. Right. Um, which Monk does not enjoy at all. But my uh, thought, this my, is where we... My yeah. thought, sorry, no. uh, during this was, why doesn't he just wear gloves? Have we ever discussed this? I don't know. You're all right. Um, it's it's unclear why he doesn't just wear gloves. Um, but for all I know, I mean, that could be... He could have uh, some... Like, he could have a latex phobia. I don't think he does. If I remember correctly, I don't think that ever comes up. But, right. um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, I don't think he has a latex phobia because he and Trudy didn't have any kids. But it's, um, so, oh. uh, what, what did I do? What Got did I it. Got it. Nailed um, it. so, yeah. Um, so, on the trolley, Monk tells Sharona why he stopped running. And do you want to g- share that story? Because it, it, it's, you know, it's a sad, sad, sad story. Uh, well, I mean, he explained earlier about how he was a good runner and all that stuff. So then it goes back in time. I don't know. Was it in high school? Yeah, it was high school, right? Yes. Yeah, so which for the record, the actor they have playing young him does not—he looks like he's like thirty. Anyway. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, so he's you know they're all in their stance about to take off on the race, and right when they right when they're about to blow the whistle or shoot the gun, whatever, he realizes that his shoelaces are uneven, which I hate too. But 
Okay. Mm-hmm. My problem with this is, did he have this problem before? Was he? I thought you said that. I thought no, was like, he had. He was. He had all of his phobias and stuff like that before Trudy's death. They were just manageable, like that he could live in society. Uh-huh. Um, so they were just. But it just got after the debil- fact. Yeah, exactly. It got like debilitatingly bad when Trudy died. Um, okay. But yeah, he so still yeah, had his. So yeah, he so, still yeah, was right. a weird guy. Right. So okay. Yeah. So he has to like f- fix his shoelaces, and as a result, he loses the race. He loses his his uh, his whole reason for being a runner, and I guess. And then it's funny because Sharona asks him like, "Oh, are you still like you're still not over it, are you?" And he's like, e- "No, I think he says no. I'm not over it." Or what? no, he said, "Yeah, I'm over it." It's like, "No, you're not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." It was something like that. Yeah, I will. Yeah, because he's basically like, I, you know, I got over it. It's like, no, you haven't. It's like, you're right, I haven't. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, I, I think that, that it, I like that that's what happened because that is, it's simultaneously funny because, you know, he needed to stop because the shoelaces weren't even. But it is also something that you would believe that, like, that actually would be mortifying and embarrassing <laughs> um, and would probably make you want to stop running. Um, but I think, another, other than the actor looking like he's 30, like, having been to high school track events, there's just, like, the fact that there's, like, three people there is like ridiculous like it, it really it, it, it looks like a there's sometimes in shows particularly ones on cable before cable tv had a ton of money where it's like you just couldn't you you just couldn't afford to make this look real like it just doesn't look like an actual track meet anyway um so yeah so they get off the trolley and then um uh, they get to the apartment, and Shorter says they have to take the stairs because he wouldn't have taken the elevator, which is weird. This is a weird thing because later on in Monk, we learned that Monk doesn't like elevators, so, like, Monk probably wouldn't have wanted to take the elevator to begin with. Um, uh-huh. hmm. See, that doesn't really track. But he runs up the stairs, and uh, he then passes out on her couch. Not literally passes out, but, you know, lays down on the couch. And uh-huh. uh, the long and short of it is that they realize that uh, he did have enough time um, correct. Um, so yeah, then they they go back to the furniture store, um, and I actually don't even remember what they asked him about it. I think that they, uh, I actually don't remember. Um, that I just know that they go back to the furniture store. Oh, it's very quick that they go back to the, that they don't go back to the furniture store. That uh, Trevor sees that they're that the news on the TVs right. in the furniture store is reporting about Gwen's death, and he angrily turns it off. Which like, dude. Guilty much? Like right? No, he and he was like, oh, he was like sweating profusely. Also, mm-hmm. and exactly. Do they bring yeah. that up later? They bring that up later, right? Yeah. Well, that he's because he said he didn't sweat. Um, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, they meet him there and they basically say like, know you, you know, did. you weren't. We know you did it. You weren't there for a lot of the time, and you weren't sweating at all at the end of it. Uh, even though earlier on you were sweating a lot. Um, which, like, I just wrote down, like, why the hell are they telling him this? Yes, exactly. <laughs> why are they not waiting for the... Pl- why didn't he bring Stottlemyre in or whatever? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Speaking of Stottlemyre, though, the, the, the scene where Disher oh, explains his crackpot theory to Stottlemyre, this time they reverse it. Where this time Stottlemyre has his crackpot theory. And, uh, I know I asked you to break down what actually happened, but can you break down what Stottlemyre thinks happened? Uh, okay, um... What did I say? Uh, uh, he oh he thinks that he put it when he looks over the the footage. He thinks that he might have put it on a dog. Is that right? Uh, no, that's Disher who says okay. that later. It's that 
but beforehand, Stalmer basically says like that it would be it was six runners right who were passing it back and forth. We're relaying it. Um, yeah. Now the then Disher does say that he put it on a dog, and uh, Stalmer's like that's a small poodle. Do you think it could run twenty six miles? And then Disher says with all sincerity, it was drugged. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. It was a callback to that other uh, that one episode. But this time, like this time, yes. Sotomayor wasn't like messing with him. He was like legit on, on the no. side. No, it's yeah. You, you gotta feel bad for Stottmeyer. He's really at his wit's end. Um, and then we cut to Monk in his apartment. You know, he's uh, stretching. He's he's getting ready to run. He's feeling good about himself, and he is watching on television uh, the race. Um, the with marathon, and he notices he 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 finds it. He realizes what happened, right? Because the announcer says something about the camera that is following Tande the whole time, right. um, and uh, we've been talking about it a lot. Um, but in the car with Sharona when they're driving over to the KPOV news lot, what happened? Like, how did this whole thing happen? No, what, what, like, you know, the here's what happened. What, what, what is the here's what happened for this one? Um, well, uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on one sec. We've been talking about it the whole time. What happened? Uh, well, he just, like, he, he basically put the, the, the tracker thing on the camera, on the camera bike. So that camera bike is always mm-hmm. in front of the, right, of the drivers, right? Because it's facing backwards and it's mm-hmm. getting footage of all that. So, that's the reason why um, it was it all matched up with the time time wise, right? And then yes, and that's why it was always near correct. time day. Yeah, exactly, because the camera was always focused on him. So they both realize, I guess, around the same time or within minutes of each other, that they need to find the tr- the bike, the camera bike. So both mm-hmm. uh, McDowell and and the other group of Sharona and Monk are both headed to the KPOV news. They get there. Um, and of course there's a fence blocking the way McDowell's already in there. So there's, uh, there's a whole scene where they're trying to get over the fence and Sharona's like, Oh, please like, let me just give me a boost. That's how I'll get up there. And he's like, you want me to, you want to put your foot in my hands? Like, are you crazy? Do you realize who you're asking? And, um, and so she's about, he finally agrees to do it and she's about to put his foot. She's about to put her foot and then she's he's like no please use the other foot i saw you stepped on something with that shoe or whatever and of course it's those disgusting baby blue clunker shoes whatever so she's mm-hmm. halfway up the fence when clearly mcdowell already has what he needs and he's about to take off and he sees that they know that they're watching him so he takes off running mm-hmm. and what do you think what inevitably was going to happen after that monk has to chase him down he's got to run he's got to go he's got to go back he's got to face his fears Mm-hmm. And Monk ends up chasing him down, and he tackles him. And in a really, I think, moment of not good writing, that Monk is celebrating, and Trevor throws it into the ocean, which is like Monk—he's not a child; like he's capable of pausing for a second. Um, but thankfully, uh, the magnet he used floats, um, which, like, honestly, is not really surprising. Like, I don't know why he thought that that was going to sink. It's like a tiny piece of metal. <laughs> like, um, well, my thinking was like that it would just be ruined, like if it were electronic. Yeah. Hmm. I think that it's actually less important that they could like. I actually don't think that they need 
the um, data on it. I think it's probably just like labeled with his racer number. Or okay. Whatever. Like I actually don't think it's that important. Right. Like because it's just like because they already they actually have that they already have the data that's on it because they you know were tracking it right, right? so um, yeah but anyway he ends up getting arrested um, now the the thing that you I, I think a lot in, in Monk is that they should have called the cops when they're driving around. absolutely like, why just get one person with a gun you know and uh, actually I mean you probably don't need someone with a gun but just get one person with a badge yes. And uh, they could, you know, make things a lot easier for Monk. And Monk doesn't have to tackle a guy. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we have the ending of the episode where he's, you know, they're, they're going to drive Tonda to the airport because they, you know, much with their appreciation and gratitude. And Monk gets a present from Tonda, which is his headband that he wore during the LA Marathon in 1974. It was 1973, um, by the way. Oh, sorry, right, 73. I've been saying 74 the whole time. I know, my bad. Um, and uh, it's Monk is pro- is very happy to have it until Tonda tells him that he has not washed it. Since. This is after he has a clutch <laughs> to his face. Yes, yes. Uh, yep, and so obviously he tells Sharona, pull out a baggie, wrap it, and let's mm-hmm. go. And, uh, and yeah, and it ends. That's the end of the episode. Now, um, what would you rate this episode? Okay. I would give it... I was giving it a 7.5 out of 10, but I changed it to 7 out of 10 just because I felt like the end of it was super, like, fast. It was super rushed. Mm-hmm. Like, it just was... I don't know. I wanted a little more, yeah. like... I wanted the reveal to happen. I guess I kind of liked the, the way that they usually do it, which is, like, a whole group of people gathered around to hear the yeah. story. And it didn't happen that way, so it just, like, threw me for a loop. And uh, so, yeah. It was yeah. a little less successful for me. I would still... I would still give it probably seven point five just because I like the mechanics of it. Um, I think that also I like I like the monk his him having a redemption arc when it comes to running. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, it definitely is a. I think it's definitely a solid episode that is like, like I was saying, it does fit really what nicely in a monk marathon. Um, both because it's about a marathon and because it's like, it's like ooh, this is the one where the guy sticks it on the bike, you know, um, uh-huh. which is. Uh, I, I think an episode of Monk where you can remember like how the guy did it is those are those are the ones I think about the most because I the the mechanics of the murders is what always sticks with me for any type of crime show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that it's good for that. Yeah. I agree. So uh, Andre, where can people follow you on the the internet? You can follow me at at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. You can follow this show at Strictly Monkin. Please rate, review, subscribe. Now, if you're listening to this on Apple, thank you. Uh, and if you listen to us on Spotify, thank you. And rate us, review us, subscribe to us there. Uh, I guess on Spotify. If there are any other um, podcast services that you uh, would like us to be on, let me know. Um, I only use listen to Apple, so it's kind of hard for me to uh, know what people are using. Um, I actually did use Stitcher for a little bit. Because uh, there was like a podcast that had like all of their episodes on Stitcher, only a couple of them on um, Apple Podcast, and I don't know if anyone uses Stitcher, but there's like whenever you pl- press play on something after pausing it, like a British woman's voice says "resuming episode," oh. which is like I don't need to know. I just press play. I know I'm resuming the episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I don't like it. I use Overcast personally. That's my favorite. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay, so how does but and is the show on Overcast? It's on Overcast. Correct. 
Then how I don't some of these podcast services I don't know which ones you actually need to put it on and which ones just does automatically. But uh, also listen to us on Overcast. I don't know if you can rate or subscribe to us on there. Um, but uh, yeah, I just want to get it on Spotify just because um, you know I know that a lot of mothers and aunts might have Androids. So Oof. and Spotify I feel like is the easiest app to get. Like in terms of all the like, I think a lot of people already have Spotify. Whereas like if I put it on Stitcher, like my dad is definitely tech savvy enough to download Stitcher, but like. It's he already has Spotify. You know, you know what I mean. It's not a yeah. No, it's not a problem. Spotify is the best best vessel. I would say. Yeah, I only say my dad, even though he's not a mom or not, because he is the only person I really know who still has a uh, Android. Um, uh, but anyway, anyway um, yeah, we have not been able to bully him into getting uh, an iPhone. And in fairness, I do like that he has an Android because it is nice to have like family photos that look good. Um, but, there we uh, go. Anyway, but hey, I'm sorry. I, I mean. Yeah. I did want to say this. I'm super excited for next week's episode. Because you are, because, have you? Uh, because yeah. I, th- I think I need a vacation personally. You're goddamn right, you do. All right, like he just alluded to, we will be back talking to you this Friday. Well, we'll probably be talking on Tuesday, but we'll be back talking to you this Friday when we talk about the next episode. Mr. Monk takes a vacation. That's Grand Monkey.